Geeks of the world, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric, and I'm Keith, I'm Matt, and I am Nick. Giving you all the best geek-related content you could ask for, and I'm gonna be real with you guys, straight up. Loki completely shits on One Division and Falcon Wear Soldier. Enough said. Thank oh, you for yeah? tuning into this podcast. <laughs> yes, join our Discord, follow us on Instagram, uh, continue to support us on. Wait, but, but but seriously, is that actually the main mindset here? Keith, Nick, do you guys agree that this is, like, the best Marvel show by far? I mean, I don't know. I, I was listening to our WandaVision episode again the other day, and we took WandaVision through the ringer. We were like, that sucked, you know, this is kind of stupid. And looking back, I don't have as many moments like that with Loki, so maybe Loki is the best. Okay, maybe it not be the best overall, but in terms of what we got recently, like, I was more amused hmm. and entertained from what Loki had to offer compared to WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. I will kind of agree, but when it comes down to the shows, I kind of like the end fight in WandaVision more than I like the end fight in Loki. What end fight was there? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Uh, everybody, this is, I'm just going to say, this has spoilers, so if you haven't watched Loki, don't be mm. watching this. We all, I think, agree that it was pretty great, though, so you should watch it. Um, honestly, it broke. It, it broke every Marvel. It has done more than any. You don't need WandaVision at all. Like, what did that fucking do? You don't need, pardon my French, I, I try not to curse, but you don't need Winter Soldier, you know. That did nothing. It, like, it did nothing. Like, then you have Loki here, and Loki destroyed all of it. Like, this is literally what the whole next phase is going to be about. It literally just introduced Thanos. Like, it just introduced the next big villain. And on top of that, it was like, oh, yeah, everything you know about Marvel, like the timeline and stuff, yeah, it's all broke. It just completely destroyed everything. Well, that's for sure. Well, I mean, the show is about Loki, the god of mischief, so destruction is bound to be left over. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's destruction. There's like, oh, I had my brother in the back and killed him. Oh, look at this. I blew up a planet. Look at this. I caused a mass, like, genocide on Earth in New York City type deal. Which wasn't really like genocide, but whatever. No, like, there, there's destruction. There's, like, mischievous stuff and this and that, blah, blah, blah. But then there is, I destroyed the, the multiverse. I've destroyed multiple universes. Like, what? They literally just reset, like, all of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, I'm not sure how I feel about that. But I, I don't know if we want to get into that now or if we want to talk about anything else, but... With regard to Loki, Nexus events were things that weren't supposed to happen, correct? Correct. In WandaVision, if you, like, listen, Agatha calls uh, Wanda, like, something that shouldn't be. Like, her magic is not supposed to happen. So, in, like, a walking Nexus event that's mm. flying under the radar from Kang? No. No, because that's all planned. That was all part of the, the timeline. She should be. It was just that she was like, oh, like, this shouldn't be from what I know, you know? That's mm -hmm. like looking at a boat sailing, being like, what? Or actually, better yet, that's like looking at a plane flying, being like, oh, this shouldn't happen. How can you fly? Like, you're not supposed to be able to fly. And it's like, nah, science. But there's also a lot of mind screws, I feel like, in Loki. We see them go to, like, 2050 or 2052. So, technically, that means if anything at all happens from 20, whenever they defeat Thanos, to 2050 in the MCU... Was that, would that have already been checked by the TVA or now does everything that's not checked by the, like, does anything get checked by the TVA anymore? Like, I, I'm so confused. Well, that's the thing. Like, it would have. At one point, everything was written out. It was ultimately like there was no free will, which is why the whole show you're rooting for Loki 
high key because it's like, yo, free will should be here. And within the last, you know, 20 minutes of the, the show, they completely are 10 minutes of the show. They completely go from, oh, my God, the whole entire series rooting for Loki, rooting for Loki, rooting for Loki. And then you're like, well, shit, that was a freaking Uno reverse card. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. A good way to describe it yeah uh the conqueror said it is either extreme extreme order where there is no free will but you don't know that there's no free will or there is extreme extreme chaos and uh thanks to stupid loki who by the way i loved it like it just did a straight uno reverse card my whole thing was like i was practically crying being like oh my god i ship these people i want them to get together loki and loki like oh my god <laughs> so cute my God, like, I think in the end they're going to have to kill this guy and there's going to be a fight and this is going to happen. And then, like, they're not going to end up together, but I hope they do. And then he spoke. First of all, I thought freaking Kong the King the Conqueror. I thought he was exactly like Heath Ledger's Joker. Please think about the Joker, at least how Heath Ledger played him. Uh, when you, and rewatch that episode, rewatch all his parts. Because I only saw the Joker the whole time. And wow. me, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's funny, the Conqueror, Matt, maybe you can vibe with this. He mm -hmm. honestly reminds me of the Master of Masters from Kingdom Hearts. They both have similar roles where they have this hierarchy power, but but they have like sort of a good jokester vibe to them. Oh, like, you know, like kind of playful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. That's the vibe I got, but the Joker works too. He's great, and I'm really excited to see more of him. <laughs> Pun not intended, because we're going to probably see like literally more of him, like multiple Kangs. Oh. Uh, I make myself laugh. But, Keith, you brought up something that I want to tackle. Uh, I, wanna, I want everyone's opinion on. Is it weird to ship Loki with Loki? No. Yes and no. Nick, thoughts? I think yes. I, like, I'm kind of iffy on it, but I do. I, I think I'm with Eric. Yes and no. Like, yes, it's kind of weird because they're technically the same person. But I do like the idea that Loki is so self-absorbed that the only person he'd ever <laughs> love is himself. Exactly. Yeah. Cute together, and on top of that, they've been talking about this since, since like the first Loki appeared, where it was like, "Oh, you will only ever love yourself. You only ever love yourself." That has been the one thing they've said since the beginning of Loki. The one thing about his character is it's like, "Oh, you only love yourself," and then in this show, he literally falls in love with himself. <laughs> also, the reactions are good, and it's not even like they're the same person when he even like. Like, they are, I guess, and, like, biologically, that's kind of messed up, and I'm really excited to see, like, in the future if they're, like, oh, wow, like, I mean, let's be honest, it's Marvel, nobody's ever gonna be, like, able to have kids, nobody, like, Captain America's not really gonna have a, ha well, I guess Captain America kind of got a happy ending, but it's not, like, whoa, you think we'll ever see Captain America's kids? Wanda had kids. Yeah. If they had a kid together, is that incest, masturbation, how does that work? Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, I mean, I guess on a scientific level, it's the equivalent if you have a twin and you, you, you had a kid with your twin. Oh, I don't say that, but I mean, I guess it kind of does make sense a little bit. Yeah, I don't actually know. what. I wonder what their genetics are like. Like, are they genetically the same person? Because then you really wouldn't be able to have babies because then they would have birth defects. Or so we believe. I yeah, mean, I, I, maybe it's different <laughs> for as guardians. That's true. I, I don't know. It's, it's are, wonky. Are as guardians able to uh, freaking have incest? <laughs> Let us know in the Discord. Actually, according to Asgard 103, comic book made in the 1980s from Alabama, you are oh all my God. from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, no. In that, when Thor becomes James Foster, they say, uh, no, but... Uh, Thanks for the history lesson, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> now, since we have been talking, I did want to hear your thoughts about the characters in this show. Because we got good old Loki... 
And then uh, we got obviously Kang, the the new big villain, and we get characters like Sylvie, Mobius, and what was her name, Renslayer, the uh, the one who kind of just disappeared. We get Loki, and 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 we get Loki. How can you not love Loki? Freaking baby Loki killed Thor. Lizard Loki ate the wrong neighbor's cat. Like, who, who doesn't like freaking Gator Loki from the pet? He's honestly the best, let's be real. Yeah, biting off the other Loki's hand. We got Black Loki. You know, we got, which, by the way, super uncool that they made him the evil one. Then we got freaking um, Old Man Loki. Loki, who was amazing. I actually really liked that guy, yeah. This show pretty much confirmed that anyone or anything can be a Loki. Yeah, well, that was the big twist everyone was expecting, is that the big villain would be another Loki. And, and they didn't end up going that route. All thanks to a nexus effect after another. So, <laughs> yeah. So theoretically, if Loki takes a shit but misses the toilet, would that be the <laughs> nexus effect? Is there a, a it, are, have there been multiple universes where Loki was like walking through the halls of Asgard, for example, and like I don't know, maybe he had to fart and like he waited two seconds to fart, and would the TVA like show up and be like, yeah, sorry, man. What? Like, is it that, like, how, how serious I, I, is it? Like, I mean, stupid shit like that. Because, yeah. I mean, this show just pretty much means all those analogies are very possible. Well, the Nexus effect would have to be something that ultimately has a butterfly effect. I think farting two seconds after you were supposed to wouldn't cause an actual Nexus effect because the butterfly effect. But now, if you did that, like, two seconds later, and because of it, like, something else happened or somebody walked by... And ended up like stopping to be like, oh my god, this is so gross. And then like it caused them not to go somewhere. Yeah. It caused people from not doing this. And like it destroyed something. Like, yeah, that totally would be a Nexus event. I always, here's something I didn't understand while I was watching the show. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. The, the lore goes that there is no multiverse, there's only one timeline, correct? And there has been since the beginning, since Kang. No? There, no? Was, there was a multiverse. Yeah. A multiverse war. Yeah. And multiverse Kang war. Was like, King was like, okay, I'm the survivor. I'm going to make sure no other multiverses happen. Okay, so then how is it possible at all that there's other Lokis? If there's only one universe, shouldn't there only be one? That's what I was thinking of at one point, but there is a reason for that, and now that's what I'm trying to think. Like, yeah. that was something I was very unclear with me, because whenever they were like, oh my god, there's like 30 Lokis, I'm just like, how? I, I thought the whole thing was we only had one universe. I don't know, maybe they're, like, leftovers from other universes. Like, I really don't understand, but... because yeah, that's what I was thinking, was it's more like... Because, like, I'm picturing the actual ring that you were watching. Isn't the and whole then, point of the TV to stop a Nexus event that branches off from the thing? Yeah, so to be... get it from there? Yeah, I guess that would be a thing. But I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Dr. For... Strange is about to be like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you guys? Yep. <laughs> yeah, poor Dr. Strange. I think Doctor Strange will be the only one that's actually going to benefit in this situation. He can foresee many different outcomes in different universes or alternate timelines or something like that. But basically, this is right up his alley, so to speak. But he's also the Sorcerer Supreme now. He's the one guarding like everything. And now there's multiple universes that are all supposed to be hostile. I'm going to start a multiversal war or whatever. Which, by the way, Into the Spideyverse, super hyped for that movie. Mm. But yeah, so Doctor Strange is actually at the front of it. The only way I could see him benefiting is the fact that other Doctor Strangers will probably come and be like, yo, bro. At the same time, I don't imagine that happening because there are very few characters that I think will actually be like, hey, bro, even they, even though they all should. The one thing we also haven't considered is that Earth had five years without a Sorcerer Supreme when Doctor Strange was non-existent. 
So, like, he's coming back. He's like, all right, I got to figure out what's going on now with the magic world because I've been gone for five years. Who's in charge? All of a sudden, hey, guess what? The Scarlet Witch is here. Oh, hey, guess what? There's a multiverse. What timeline, or, like, what time does this whole Loki take place? It was 2012 when he left. It was during the original Avengers when he left. But it also technically takes place outside of time. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's It's so confusing. Essentially outside of time. So essentially, by breaking the the whole order of things, that means that the Nexus events can start from anywhere, even from the beginning of time, you know? Yeah. Are you guys excited for the multiverse? I know we've talked about it, Keith, especially you have talked about it before on here. It's going to be interesting to see what they, they do with it, but now, because of the branches and because of the multiverse, it's given Marvel a reason. If they make a shitty movie, they can be like, oh, it's a branch reality. I was just about to say that, Nick. We are on some wavelength together. So, like, they can, like, fans literally hate the next movie more than uh, Thor The Dark World. And they'll throw a blanket over it, being like, oh, no, this is this. Well, that was in another dimension. Yeah, this is part of the main timeline. And I don't know, part of what made Marvel so special in the first place is that it was a cinematic universe. Every movie was in the same universe. Now it's a cinematic multiverse. It's like, I don't know, I don't want to go watch a Marvel movie and then have people say at the, like, the big post credit scene reveal be like, oh, yeah, this was just some other superhero from another dimension. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This Shang-Chi, yeah, he's not from that dimension. Oh, those Eternals? No, no, they're from another dimension. Like, bro, I want to watch a cinematic universe. The whole appeal is that they kind of are all together. Yeah. The other issue, too, is I, I just, I, just like with scaling now, though, technically when you have a multiverse where it's every decision, you know, or just almost every decision, every every butterfly effect, every ripple, mm. uh, essentially yeah. how they were talking with time travel, you know, time travel isn't like back to the future. You don't go back in time and stop whatever. Time travel is essentially more dimension jumping where you kind of go to a different uh, multiverse. You go back to like a previous line that causes a new branch. It's weird. Um they even hook fun of that in Endgame, where it's like, yeah, all that back stuff is all bullshit. Yeah. I mean, that's actually, it wasn't even making fun of. That just made it clear. Like, it doesn't work how Back to the Future does. If you go back and change the past, the future doesn't, like, rewrite itself. You're just in, like, the past becomes your future, is how they explained it. So, hmm. because it doesn't work how it does in Back to the Future, and thankfully they explain that, like, it's just crazy with what they can do. Like, again, there's no rhyme or reason anymore. They Anything can happen, and that's the thing. Technically speaking, if there's a multiverse like that, anything and anything, everything and anything that could happen should have happened in some multiverse. So it, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah. the cool news is at least we'll probably get X-Men now and we'll get uh, Deadpool written into the MCU. Yeah, that is exciting. And hopefully they'll fix the Fantastic Four. They failed yeah. twice at giving them a proper movie. Well, that technically so three times. They had, if they had all the Fantastic Four people. Oh my gosh. Because then Chris Evans could come back. I know. <laughs> the issue really is the scaling. For example, everybody loves Iron Man. You know, it's like, oh, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Now, because there's a multiverse, they could recast Iron Man. Yes. Younger person. Yup. And bam. That, oh, yup. This is Tony Stark. Uh, he looks nothing like how Tony Stark should look. What are you talking about? This is how he looks, at least in our dimension. Bam. Like- See, I, I mentioned in my WandaVision episode that I, or not, my, but in the one we did in March, that's exactly what I'm worried about. Like, I genuinely think that's going to happen. It, it should. I mean, being honest, even from a money standpoint, 
from a real life standpoint, it should happen that way because now these characters can live forever. Guess what? Every 10 years when an actor gets too old or not cool enough for the role, you bam, different multiverse, you cast a new one, do different thing. Like that's the only way they were saving the DC universe was with Flash doing Flashpoint goes back in time, changes everything, comes back to the future. Guess what? Batman that they were recasting, bam. Bat- <laughs> Why does Batman look different? Oh, damn, Flash messed up. Why does this look different? Bam. Because they've done that before. That's actually yeah. part of Flash comics. I don't think the MCU should be taking notes from the DC. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm yeah. And it's crazy. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I hope that this phase ends super soon. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I want them to find their groove. And like you said, it's just so big. It's such a huge scope now. We can get a movie. We can have a whole universe and 16 movies and a phase, a whole phase in and of itself where just everyone is Thor. Like we get, oh, uh, there's our Thor. Oh, here's a Throg movie. Here's a Thor movie where he has brown hair instead of blonde. Like I, I don't want, a, I don't, like the opportunities are limitless and that's what's kind of scary. I mean, yeah, a multiverse is cool and all, but the amount of directions that they can go with this idea, it's going to be overwhelming. So I'm both excited and nervous at the same time. And I, I do think that the Spider-Man movie, because I, I correct me if I'm wrong, we are getting the Spider-Man movie before the Doctor Strange movie, right? I have no idea. Does anybody want to look it up real quick? Yeah, I believe son of a boopy. Matt, language. <laughs> What's up, Nick? Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness comes out in 22, and No okay. Way Home comes out in 21. Okay, so that is the movie I think that's going to be the make or break, because I don't think Shang-Chi is going to acknowledge it. I don't think the Eternals are going to acknowledge it. Oh, they actually, might. maybe. They maybe the Eternals will acknowledge it. I was really not excited for that movie, although now I'm, I am a little curious to see if that's going to be what Multiverse messing. But Spider-Man, with that being already a character in the MCU, and the first one who's going to have to react to all this other than Loki... I'm curious, because if the rumors are true that they're going to get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and it's going to be a Spideyverse thing, I'd like to see how they grapple with the idea of, oh, there's multiple of each hero. However, this is not supposed to be a podcast about <laughs> the Marvel multiverse. This is supposed to be about Loki. That is true. Loki opens up the multiverse. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue that this, I mean, against the fact that this really did change everything, like you said. Swinging back to Loki, though, I really like how Loki, when he first gets there, he can't trust anybody. And at the final ending of it, he finally opens up to Mobius, gives him a hug, calls him a friend, and finally opens up to Sylvie how he feels. And both times he gets stabbed in the back. I, you know, I have a couple of thoughts, but I'm so terrified about them doing all this character development for this Loki and like just throwing it in our face. Because technically, this Loki is just a variant, you know? Like, and there's now a multiverse of other Lokis, too. And But they really messed up with that end credit scene, you know? I'll say whatever way. What happened uh, in the end credit? Oh, episode four, yep. Other than the actual finale, I was freaking out. I was talking to my parents. I was like, what does this mean? Are they going to recast him? Is he going to come back? Is technically going to follow, like, Sylvia? Like, is it Sylvie? Whatever. Um, Is he going to so- follow Sylvie? Like, she's technically Loki, too. Like, what does this mean? And then what two minutes later all of a sudden it shows that he survived i'm like why like why would you make everybody wait a week like that should have been the opening to that <laughs> next episode like the fact that that was the end credit like annoyed the crap out of me because i would have talked about it so much more and it would have had so much more buzz if they didn't put that as an end credit scene like i'm so annoyed that was the worst part of the whole show for me it's funny because the walking dead did that with uh who died with negan yeah and, and they left it for a whole season to answer who actually died 
Yeah, and I, I remember hearing about that. And I, I'm not even in the same crowd of people who, like, actually talked about that show. So that was very effective. But going back to Loki, I do agree with Nick. Like, we get to see Loki's development. Like, he starts off as the egotistical, mischievous god that he is. But he learns to be more open to others. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I think first episode of Loki is very underrated. Nobody really talks about it anymore because we've had such great stuff since. But Loki watching his own life, like seeing how he develops, seeing yeah. how it all gets taken away from him. Like, that's a really powerful episode. The character development for everybody was so freaking fantastic, too. Twist in the final episode, like the final episode, like blew me away, at least. But going back. Each episode was crazy. Like, I truly wish I did this podcast. I told you all I was going to do this as a podcast for each episode. Do one um, talk about each episode of Loki as they went. Oh, my God. I don't even remember what I said. But I said so many things that I was so sure about. And by the time of the second episode, it blew it away. It was, like, absolutely wrong. Everything I said, everything I thought, completely wrong, completely changed everything. And what? The third episode, they're stranded on that, that one planet, right? And the fourth episode, like whatever happened, and then by the fifth, like that, it was such a fast-paced, moving show. Each episode was freaking fantastic. Of anything in 2020 or 2021, my favorite episode was definitely the second to last episode with all the mm. different Loki variants. That's like, a good one, especially in that one scene where they're all in the hideout. President Loki was about to lead an ambush, and then all the freaking Lokis turn on each other. I mean, what do you expect <laughs> from an army of Lokis? Yep. And honestly, I gotta say, I went into this as someone who really didn't like Loki's character. Yeah. Like, I know, I, I skipped the whole Marvel phase when Avengers was getting hyped up and every girl on Tumblr was fanboying about yeah. Tom Hiddleston Loki in, like, 2012. And people have just been fawning over him, like, oh, he's the best, he's amazing, he's awesome. And I watched the whole MCU in, like, the span of a month and a half. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. And I just never really got into him. He was, He just, like... Part of my French who's kind of an asshole. I was like, I don't like this guy. He's unlikable. He's kind of just annoying. But that's um, the whole point of Loki. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't even really find him that funny. Like, a lot of people said he was always oh, a witty, like, whatever. I didn't get it. And then it took this show for me to actually be like, I got to give them credit. I like this character in a way I never liked him before. And that's kind of cool. I think that they took a character that, I mean, I really didn't like him either. Like, he was kind of cool here and there. But they took a character that, <laughs> was either overrated or like people just did not like and they made him amazing and they i think they leveled out if he was overrated and people are like oh my god why do you even like him like they made it justified like he's an awesome character the tba is amazing like it did really good and i can't wait to see what happens next is alligator loki a part of the so so like it's not a part of it but no like he's on that universe they added alligator loki specifically for the show Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he's from Pet Pet Avengers. Yeah, there's like Lockjaw. There's. Oh really? Oh, yeah, really. yeah. So Pet Avengers is essentially all. It's all pets. Yeah. Pets. <laughs> um, which I don't understand how Alligator Loki really falls in, but. Yeah, I think he was just memes. comic relief. He's there for the memes. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, talking about Loki, like everything we're discussing, are the reasons why I think it's better than WandaVision and Captain Winter Soldier. I mean. Just based on how much of an impact it left, not just to us, to the fans, but the entire MCU. And yeah. because and because of that, I'm more curious and more cautiously optimistic than ever before. And that's why I find myself liking that show over the others. Yeah, I think that's well said. Uh, honestly, I mean, it blows Falcon and Winter Soldier out of the water. I think I gave that like a between a 5.5 and a 6.5. Loki's well above that. 
definitely like really cool. I, I I didn't talk about Mobius. I really liked Mobius. I love Owen Wilson. Wait, um, wow. I thought he was a pretty I'm great so character. He didn't say wow. I know. I'm so mad he didn't say wow. He should have. <laughs> wow. Maybe season I, two. Maybe season wow. two. I gotta Honestly? be honest with you. I did not recognize Owen Wilson as Mobius. Like he changed so much over the years. Oh, I wouldn't have been able to know it was him either. Honestly, they missed such an opportunity when Mobius is uh, what is it, prune? Yeah. Pruned away. <laughs> uh, Instead of him pulling up in the uh, pizza delivery the car, yep. I wanted him to be in like a red and white car looking like Lightning McQueen. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. I feel like they really missed out Good on that. Get him. Like, Quickly run from the lightning. You know, after the lightning comes the thunder. It's owned by Disney. They could have made like a little cameo for Lightning McQueen. Although I will say that the cameo for the Thanos copter was enough for me. There are so many like Easter eggs, and I'm like, you really couldn't have done something outside the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like just made a little uh, kachow. <laughs> you said the Batmobile or something. Oh my god, <laughs> that would have actually been really cool. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? I will give this show a. Uh, I forget what I gave One Division, but I'll give it an eight out of ten. Mm. All right, that's understandable. I gave it like an eight or a nine, maybe an mm. eight point five, just to make it fair. Yeah. I can so see that. Five. Matt, what were you? I haven't decided yet. Just because of a lot of the science, like, time travel, like, other dimension hiccup questions, mm -hmm. I think I am probably below a 9. Maybe between an 8 and 8.5, too. Well, I like those two options. 8.3? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> or 8.3 eight. 8. to 8.5, to be honest. I really did like it. 8.4. Nick was an 8. Um, And I think I'm going to do, like, a 9.6. Wow. wow. Perfect. Yeah, can never give a ten, but this was pretty high up there. Yeah. It's a ninety-six. Like the, yep. there's little that they did. It actually is important to the cinematic universe. They made us care about undesirable characters. Yeah, it was super interesting. Each episode, you know, led us astray. Every character is freaking awesome, and um, it was just super well done. And it matters in the Marvel universe. You know, the yeah. other ones really don't. We don't yeah. care about wanda and visions little thing like that's what we were saying like in the long run the other shows really didn't add anything this changed the whole entire universe like yeah and what do we get from wandavision more of a reason to not give a shit about scarlet witch <laughs> and from what captain Winter soldier more political nonsense that nobody cared about to begin with yeah, things that already we thought happened. Wanda became the Scarlet Witch. That didn't happen already. Sam became Captain America. Wait, that didn't happen already? <laughs> this, it's like, oh yeah, this didn't happen already. Yeah, wow, okay, the whole multiverse exists now. I mean, this yeah. is definitely more impactful. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but here's the hoping that season two will be just as great, if not better. That's what I was going to ask. We've known for a while that this was getting season two. And I have no idea. Like, it depends on what they do with all the movies. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm suspecting that it's going to be Loki trying to find uh, Sylvie again and then maybe trying to fix somewhat of this. But I have no idea because I don't know if they're going to actually take Loki and maybe Sylvie and throw them into, like, the actual MCU, like the, the real uh, the movie. Or if they're going to keep them as the TV show. Interesting. What do you guys Interesting. think? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think we're probably going to have to see what the heck's going on at the TVA because I think they're going to want to keep around Mobius, and that is going to be interesting. I think we're probably going to see Renslayer. Like, I can't see Renslayer being important enough of a character to start being a character in the movies. I think she's probably going to be limited to Loki. Uh, that's just my guess. Like, I think she's going to play a role in Season 2. But what about all you people that are listening right now? What did you think of Loki? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you completely mind-fucked with all this multiverse talk? Because I know I am. Let us know on our Discord server. 
A link will be provided as always, same for our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Be sure to continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. Tell your friends and family about us, especially those Marvel fans uh, among the people that you know. And more importantly, stay true to your geek selves. Thank you.